When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. And this is The Guy Show. And, you know, this is one of those shows where... the. I, the show is not official until this guest was there, <laughs> right? This this guy right here is a hip-hop historian. I feel like now everybody's, like, cherishing culture and moments in life and all that other shit, and this guy has been on it before, and he was, like, he was in the future. Right. Like, when, you know, when niggas was too cool to ask for certain autographs, certain things, mm. certain shit that nigga just felt like, I ain't going to do that right now. He was. He knew in 2023, I'm gonna have that shit, and everybody gonna want to know about that shit. And I'm gonna bring it to the artists, so they can see I did it too. I call him a legend. It's my bro. Shout out, welcome, my bro, new face. Woo! Thank you, new thank face, you. the hip hop historian. Man, I appreciate that, and it's an honor to even be here, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I study, I study the greats, and, and y'all one of them. And congratulations on y'all journey too, man. Thank I, you. I take thank notes, you. Man saying so it's an honor to be here we need a new face was there sticker i know it's the hashtag but we need a new face was there sticker so that way when people come right. here they could be like okay new face is here he like there. if ll cool j walked in here right now he gonna be like was new, new face what oh, i ain't down yeah new <laughs> face was here new face he yeah. hit a proof and that's how it started i started the new face was there hashtag but the people was like oh now it's official yeah oh oh okay now now it's official new face there. or it didn't happen if new face wasn't there but yeah but it's also interesting to mirror because once you hear it you see it everywhere mm, that's the crazy things. now part. it's so it's like so it's like because the first time i really caught on to it was at the verses oh when we was at the verses a ball mjg and and ugk you had a ball at that oh no but he was in the front row he was in the front row with all this uh, memorabilia, and I was like, the fuck is that? And then it was like, I started doing my research, and then it was like, every everybody posts new face. I mean, tip, LL, I don't give a fuck who you are, everybody posted now. So I'm like, fuck, it was right under my nose the whole time. I promise you, you're going to see it everywhere you go. Anybody listening to this is going to see it now and be like, fuck, I see that everywhere. When you see it, it's him. <laughs> so you kind of seem like the first person who kind of knew the value of hip hop. You knew from the beginning, like you said, you have cassette tapes. Like you, so tell me what got you into. First of all, where are you from? And like, I'm originally born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, oh, you know, right off Seven Mile. Like, uh, and then on uh, um, Marlowe, west side of Detroit. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying in the hood, um, but it was actually a hip hop shop right next to me, and that's where Eminem was like kind of discovered. He was freestyling mm -hmm. there with Slum Village and Proof. Rest in peace, Proof. All those guys was there. So 
imagine, you know, and, and you said the first, and I just always give inspiration, like, you know, somebody like Fat Five Freddy. Mm-hmm. So when I was watching TV, you see somebody in the West Coast interviewing NWA, he was there. You see somebody in the dungeon interviewing Outkast and Goody Mob, and he's, he was there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was really, like, I didn't know it, but I was like, I want to do that, like, you know. It was I didn't know interviewing and stuff. I didn't want to meet the people, but I wanted to just be there to be, you know, see what that was. Um, and so, born and raised in Detroit, to answer your question, um, and it started from my father. You know, like took me to my first hip hop show. What was that? I'm sorry, I, I want to know. Oh yeah, so it started with he just took me and my cousin to the mall, right? And he bought us these Adidas track suits, the black with yeah. the three red stripes, yeah. not just the suits, the shirt, the match, and the shell toe Adidas, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm about to kill him at school tomorrow. <laughs> I'm thinking that's it. Like, and he could have, I tell you, I say this all the time, like, daddy could have bounced on me and I would have been like, cool, you did yeah, your shit. Like, exactly. I got it from here you type started. shit. <laughs> but no, we was like, change it. We all changing. We going to Cobo Hall, which was this arena, Joe Louis Arena. Um, and that's where the concerts always went down. So I go in there and I'm like, what is this? Because this is where you would go if it was a circus, mm-hmm. you know? So when I go in there and I see three white boys on the stage, Fight for your right to part. It's the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at everybody. And then the next person come on in, this dude just sitting on the radio rapping. This is LL Cool J. Wow. And then we get to the next act, and it's fucking Run DMC. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I'm a kid. And, I, and then they get to this part where they say, if you got Adidas, take your shoes off and put them in the air. And I'm a kid. And I'm like, and I've seen other people doing this. And I'm looking at like, oh, shit. Oh, okay, okay, Pop. Oh, I see what this is. Mm. And then so I seen the universal of the, co- yeah. the shit. I'm like, oh, this this what I need to be a part of, this right here. Whatever this is right here, I need to be a part of this. And and I threw, not threw away, but I was collecting toys and Transformers, G.I. Joes, cartoons, basketball cards. Now it was all hip-hop, rap tapes, vinyls, magazines. Like, I'm full-on hip-hop. Like, that's where I, so that's really where the love started from. That's dope. That's dope. Tell me a little bit about the stuff you have right here. In front um, of us. What we got here. You got some toys. So like like gifts. Ray say, like I'm a collector and, and, and um and I and I just don't throw stuff away. Like I was raised with like my grandmother and she would be like, everything old becomes new. Mm-hmm. And she never threw anything away. I wish somebody told me that. And, and she was like, because it was a party and, and my cousin needed bell bottoms or something. Mm-hmm. And my grandma was like, go downstairs in the basement. You know, I just never threw that shit away. And I was like, my sister's like, oh, I ain't got to go buy it. I was like, cool. So I'm going to not, that ingrained in my brain, like, everything going to come back. So I just never threw shit away. Every, my daughters know this, my family knew this. Like, I was the dude in the hood where I always had the tapes. I had the newest music. And so I just never, I collected it, and I never threw it away, and I trashed it. Everybody be like, oh, it's shit new. So what's in here is like, you know, I call it Back to the Future. But <gasps> oh, what's I, I have, you know, R.I.P. Gangsta Boo. This is the, the, the lanyard came in her in-store when she did an in-store when the album came oh, out. Wow. It was X Records, right? What year was that? This is, uh, shit, you know, that's why I got tapes right here. This is 98. 98. This is her debut album, signed, autographed by Gangsta Boo, R.I.P. So, oh, you know, yeah. shit like this, right? It's priceless, right? 8-Ball and MJG. Oh, wow. They had a solo album. This is yeah. the keychain from that album. Over This is over two decades old, right? I got, you know... You got Netflix and chill, right? So oh, shoot. I still got my Blockbuster <laughs> card, yo. What you know about Blockbuster? Make it a Blockbuster night. I still have, this is for the first, this is real. This is Martin yeah. Luther King. This is when 
Blockbuster over there by CAU. Yeah. Wow. The original card. And then we got, and it went from like collecting to like now, Atlanta brought me to access. Mm. I was collecting, but in Detroit, you had to go to a show and I'm nosebleed. I wasn't, you know, I didn't know. I was like happy to just be in there. But Atlanta was like, oh, I'm going to run into these niggas. Yeah. I'm going to run into my heroes. Yeah. Okay, let me see how I can make what I do a little bit better. So, like, you know, this is a ball MJG cassette tape, Space Age Pimping. Everybody knows I'm the song. Goosebumps and I don't even like. Everybody what? probably knows the song. This is I'll be obliged if you step outside. He was, I think, the first rapper <laughs> no. I always said it. No rapper ever said oblige. <laughs> That's how I learned that word to bring it to Oblige. Then, you know what, what I'm saying? Man. Goody Mob. And this, this is the cassette, which is going to be rare automatically. And there's the collectors everywhere. But mine is signed by Timo, Gip, CeeLo, Kujo. Oh, wow. The whole gang, and you might open it up, right? Like, so there's a lot of collectors out here, but my shit, I got to be different. Like, if everybody going this way, I got to be something different. Like, mm. everything. So you might have the purple tape. You go on eBay, a purple tape right now is about 10K in a rapper, right? Cool. You might have that, but it's yours signed by Raekwon, right. Ghostface, and RZA, and the CEO of Loud Record, Steve Rifkin. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is living in the future. <laughs> this, is holy, living in the future. this is holy grail of hip-hop. Yes. This is the purple tape. Go on eBay and see how much this is worth, right? Shout out to my drink champ affiliate, Nori, right? You all know that. This is autographed by Noriega. Ah, oh, yeah. The cassette tape. And we got, you know, oh, I come from that. this era, bro. bro. I come, like, I, 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 I can do this. <laughs> That's the only game we had. And what was 304 in the beeper? Oh. What you know about that? See? <laughs> see? Right, 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 right. see? Everybody, see? They probably like, they what are you catching. talking about? I know 143 me. I love you. You close, but see, <laughs> so I brought it. I brought you know, this was the Scottail Pedro I no had from way. back in the day. The beeper, snake, all oh, this shit is still functional, too. It ain't like you know, wow, Motorola, two way, and like I said, That's I never threw way. shit away, right? Etch a sketch, Ooh. right? You know, this is the this ain't like you can go in the years, this ain't new retro, none of this is retro. And this, you probably was in Atlanta, right? Yeah. This is this is a Viewmaster. Right? Are you familiar with Viewmaster? Yes, I right? remember they had so things in your There's a movie inside, but mm -hmm. mine's is a bit different, right? Again, mine is Shine by Shaka Zulu. Oh, wow. Get well, Shaka. Um, but mine's is DTP edition. Wow. Oh. So if you look in it, this was the that's invitation the to the Red Light District. No way. Album release party. And that's so, fire marketing, too. So, so, so so just look inside shout there out to and that. see what you see inside there. Mm. And flip the pages. Mm, come party with me. Wow. See that? Oh, this was an invitation back. to a party. That's amazing. DCP been on it for a while, though. This street team was crazy. Sponsored by Jack Daniels. That's see that? incredible. You see that? that? Yeah, of course. That's crazy. And and, and, and I grew up on Viewmasters. That was really like first bootleg movies and shit like that. And, and last but not least, we in Atlanta, you know, king of the south. The reason why. We call music trap music. The reason why they got trap soul, uh, Latino trap, uh, trap digital, trap Talk anything is because of this album right here. I don't. Somebody else might have been doing trap music, but right. Tip and his team were smart enough to name it trap music. Yep. That's the only difference. And again, and, and again, I'll play a game with you, right? Again, my shit different. You might have a tape, but it's yours going to be signed by. Maybe can you guess whose autographs those are? Tip two. Tomp. Oh, David Banner, Rubber Band Man. Rubber Band Man. That's All the producers of the album, right? And then we got R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. 
Now, and I've researched this. You might have the cassette. Maybe. You might. You might. But you're not going to have it signed by Nipsey Hussle. And then when he saw my collection, it was like, you official? Cameraman. Yo, bring. Oh, look. Oh, I'm signing the inside of this, too. Fire. Hers is official. Hers is official. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that that shit like that is like why I do it. Like when they see what I do and they like, no, I got to, I got to, oh, like Snoop. Oh, this, oh, I like signing stuff like this. Like mm. that's what, because that's why my brand is nostalgia. Like that feeling that you get with the goosebumps when mm. I pull something out, that's what I do it for. That's like my appeal. Mm. Like because you got to think music to me was when if I was having a bad day or something or going through shit in my life, that shit saved me because it was an escape. Yes. took me somewhere else, right? And, and, and it was in a time where that's all you had. It was like now there's like thousands of outlets, oh, yeah. mental health issues. Uh, uh, you think about all of the, you have social media. You, I mean, you literally have access to everything. And I just was telling him, I'm like, bro, Tupac, me against the world, helped me get through so many yeah, times. Because yeah. when you're young and you, because he has a line in the song where he says, even the genius asks his question, ask yeah. questions, be grateful for blessings. And that was like, that just made me fearless to ask yeah. questions because it was like, damn, a genius asks questions. Like, yeah. don't because you know when you come up in the hood, you don't kind of like shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah. You must be maybe seen but never heard. And he yeah. kind of gave me like the balls of like to talk. Go out there and do that. Just talk. Yeah. Ask questions. That album, like when you talk about introspective, that one and I put Scarface to fix. It's Man. my top two most personal, like the ones that really like literally like saved my life. I found heaven in the form of a girl. He said, love all, and Scarface said, love all and hate not one. That line right there, anybody watching this know I've done a lot of shit. I ain't never hated on nobody. Mm -hmm. And that's that's on record, bro. Never. I might not fuck with you. I'm going to fuck with you. You can stay over there. I even applaud niggas I don't fuck with. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I can't, that ain't for me. Whatever was supposed to happen to you, because whatever happened to me, going to happen to me regardless. You know, hating involved or whatever. But my place and my purpose, I'm going to get that seat at the table regardless. And last but not least. <laughs> you know what that is? Yes. My, <laughs> Christmas Eve, my father walked in with a trash bag and all kind of shit, gifts, right? Not even wrapped or nothing, just on some, yeah, go inside. It was the Nintendo, but it was the year it came out. Mm. So I, this is the controller, and I have the tattoo on my arm, like, to just remember, like, and that taught me, like, too, these moments like that, like, to be there for my daughters. So I took them to their first show. Like, I remember mm. taking my daughter to her favorite artist was Gunna. Other than, like, Mulatto, I took them to that. Like, just to be able to see that for them yeah, means the world to me. And last but not least, I just brought, like, pictures. Like, you know, y'all had a show of that. Look who that is years ago. Jazzy Faye. Hey, ah. let's go away. <laughs> like. Slick Rick. And, and again, Yo, Slick Rick had oh, one of wow. the best flows in hip hop history. And best oh, storytelling. Oh, one, I see you. Boo Platinum. Yeah, oh, Platinum. A little bit. It, it costs a little bit of money. A and Walter. extra. David Banner and my daughter, his first album release party. Wow. I'm showing oh, you. saying show Let's the go. picture? Uh-huh. I'm showing it. And a prize moment. So, right, I came to Atlanta because of Different World and Outkast because the Players Ball album in 94 came out. Look, look who I met in 96. Outkast. And who was signing my elevators. Big boy and Dre, right there, bro. Bro, this crazy. That's that's big boy shaking my and Andre ready to sign my shit back then. The best rap group of all time. I don't think we all should time. even ask. Rap Outcast is the best rap group ever. Young Scrappy. Young Scrappy. 
Young Scrappy. That jacket cold. See, this is the shit. When you look at these pictures, like, right. this jacket? Yeah. And this is before pre-camera phone. This cold. is no camera phone. This is me with just a, a disposable camera, just like, I might meet somebody. I'm, I just might. All right, hit him with the and braids. you didn't know how the picture was going to come out. Nah. You didn't get to do a little, you got to take what Troy. you can get. Pastor Troy, one of the most important artists in Southern rap history. And we just did an ATL history. Legends concert. Shout out to I, I Troy, Raheem, Kilo Ali, Get On My. I met the Hard Boys, Baby D, my own camp family, man. That shit was live. And I, I used to do clothing. So I, I used to make clothing because I was like, <laughs> I, and Ross, I made that for Ross. Lil Bankhead probably didn't even know that picture exists. Yeah. That's that's my proof of new face was there. Like I got Kanye West's first show in Atlanta ever. Wow. Is that Earthlink Live? That's how I remember oh, Earthlink, wow. which yes. is center stage now. Yes. But I have a picture because nobody had it's one dude with doing this, and then there's one flip phone in the air. Like and, uh, and now you go to a show, it's everybody has a camera, but I was like the only one at this show, and it just shows the evolution of this shit. Mm-hmm. And and I and I've been here doing the evolution since I got here. You know, it was like um camp. You know, we had the, the, the trap, the snap. Like, I seen the, the birth of all that shit. And yeah. I'm honored to, like, still be here to celebrate, you know, my heroes. You know what I'm saying? How does being from Detroit kind of affect your love for music and hip-hop? And how what did they build instill in you? I was raised as that, that nerd nigga around, like, hustlers mm. um, that had access to everything. And if it was like, what you want? I had my answer ready. Starter coat, uh, pop, uh, let's go to the record store, uh, Fila's, uh, Sergio Tatini shoot. Like, I had, so, oh, you want to go to the tape store? Every, we was going every Tuesday, and they, they would do that. So, and they had, you know, cars. Cars is the shit, and so we, music to drive by. And I would make mixtapes for the hustlers in the hood because they would buy the tapes for me, but I wanted to make something. To, I always needed a way to say thank you because money is not me. Money is not like I want to be. Money is not motivation for me. Of course, I want to take care of my family, take care of my bills. But I never did it for the money. But I needed a way to tell people thank you for what they did for me. Mm. So giving them something was like my way. So I would make mixtapes for you know D boys in the neighborhood and the project. Shout out to Herman Garden Projects and and I would make them tapes. And that was my way. It's like they would buy me 10 albums, but, you know, these albums back in the day, like, say, a No Limit album, like, maybe the first and the last song might be the, the hottest shit on that album. Mm-hmm. And, and I would make the mixtapes, literally tapes, like, record, stop, yeah. and, and I would get them to them. So if I'm riding and they riding by, and I'm like, I made that for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't mm-hmm. shouting out like a DJ, but I knew I made that. And so that's what instilled with me, because in Detroit, we got music from every genre. It wasn't like, like oh we 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 wasn't East Coast West Coast we was everything I was getting Spice One Sibo MCA RBL Posse but I was also getting Player Fly Three Six Mafia Project Pat I was still getting Outkast I was still getting you know Crucial Conflict Bone Thugs I was still getting you know but in Detroit we had Ishan who was an independent artist real life productions that was had created a genre of rap so I was seeing independent people all day so. They instilled with me love of music because that's really all we had. Like, we went to the club to floss buffs and gators and all that, but it was the, the music was a soundtrack for that shit. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be like Belly when you walked in. What song gonna be on when you walk in? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so we, I was prepared for that moment. So, like, when I go anywhere and shout out to every DJ to do that, like, that's the first thing I do when I go to the club is what's up to the DJ. But when I hear them shout me out, like, that's like, 
like that paid in full type shit. Like yeah. money making mitch in the yeah. building, baby. Ah, uh, she know that. You see? <laughs> you know that like, see, so that all of them come alive. When she yeah, all so that that's what I kind of like. That's my ode to like hip hop, and this is what this is. And I never sold nothing in my collection. My mm. stuff can be viewed in Trap Music Museum. Rock the Bells is used. I use it in music videos. You've seen my stuff in TV shows and may not have known it. Rap City in the Basement came back in two years ago, and they back to back. If you look in the basement, you'll see records. That's my collection table wow. with big tigger those are my magazines you know what i'm saying so wow. i wanted to be ingrained in the culture like five five freddy but it wasn't about me and it's it's me and this is right. my collect no this i do this for y'all it's very honorable like you know nip's not here no more and i'm always say that because he didn't have to do that i waited in line with my daughters for the shoes i bought the shoes and he didn't have to sign this but once he seen that and he saw my daughters he's like oh that's love i got you mm. and then maybe a week later we had opera he was a part of a competition with Big Boy and um, Rick Ross. Tip and them was all there, Killer Mike. And I was taking a selfie with my guy, Kerosene. And then Nipsey is in the back like this. Oh, wow. In the selfie. And I didn't realize it until later. But when I walked over, he was like, you don't remember me? And I met you at your daughter's at the wow. mall. Like, and he I'm remembers like, you. You remember me. Crazy. So when I seen that, I'm like, okay. I'm making an impression mm -hmm. on these. How can I lead? So that's really what nostalgia is about like how can i i got to be different i want once i meet you how can i add value to what you're doing mm -hmm. that's all i got in this world is value and social currency mm -hmm. so how can i help you be an assistance or i just want to be in the room bro. even being in the room i take care of the rest mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and, and, and shout out to tip like he's helped me a lot with that like all i need was access mm -hmm. and he shouted me out time and time again New faces here when you don't have, you know how, like, to me, that's valuable. Yeah, it is. And I know it's solid because I have no, I got nothing to pro, I'm like, I'm not trying to get rich. Yeah. Money is not my motivation. Yeah, it's the but, culture, you care. And I want a platform so I can help people. I tell a lot of people, like, if you see me, you see us. And us is like niggas like, you know, Callie or Mac or Jerry, mm -hmm. people that helped me out, Killer Mike that put me on and did something for me, clothing brands that I wear. You know what I'm saying? I do this for us, mm. you know, because I can. You go, what they say, you go fast alone, but we'll go further together. Mm -hmm. So I, that's my whole mentality. Can I, yeah, can I see what I wanted him to be a guy? Yeah, of course. Because everybody was like, who is New Face? Like, well, I was like, bruh, you just, wait till you meet him. Word. It's just like the purest hip-hop hip hop guy I've met. Like, you know, hip-hop has turned into a capitalist business, you know, yes. obviously. But you always just seem and were genuine. Yeah. I got to ask a question to you. When you think about Detroit, give me the first song popping your head. The only thing I think of is Eminem at Eight Mile. Um, well, when he was on stage and he was rabbit, that's the first thing because that's the only thing I know about. Uh, Can I, I piss you off? <laughs> Why? Can I, can I, I piss know. you off? <laughs> so one of my best friends is from Detroit. Uh -huh. Anytime I meet somebody from Detroit, I say one thing. It's so cold, cold in the D. Yeah. How the fuck we supposed to get peace? You don't know that? No, no. Hey, oh that's my god! A fucking cultural <laughs> icon. Class. Every time I talk to my people from Detroit, I'm like, "You from Detroit?" That's first viral, it's right? So cold. Yeah. Don't sing that shit. And man. she had the people yeah, in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. dancing oh, too. You never heard that song? I have no. Oh no! Clue if you ever, but I never this, do. Listen, it Please was a cultural phenomenon. Put it in the clip. It's probably one of the worst rap songs ever made, but you could just tell they was trying to get the fuck up out of there. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? You could yeah, just tell. Like, like, this is going to be the like, one. Right. Like, the one. This is going to be the one. And they filming it in a, in a cemetery. Yeah. She's talking. She's rapping about people dead, and she's by the grave. Her and, like, two kids. Like, it's almost yeah. like you. It's almost like her and her two kids. 
Oh. And it's like, it's so cold. And it flipped on it, like, because, like you said, it wasn't a great song, but it, it turned it, up. It yeah. turned up. It's, and like, everybody it's like you can never forget it. Shit. You can never forget it. That's amazing. I don't know. I guess Detroit got a way of making things No, no, I'm just saying, happen. but I like to tell that to the people from Detroit because yeah, they I like. I thought she was going to be like it. this, the goddamn they, Blade Ice. Nah, with nah, <laughs> they know it, but it's like, nah, Eminem, you know, Royce the Five, no, no, no. So cold in the deep. <laughs> that's the original. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one that made me say when I went to Detroit. That's the first song I played. Um, Wait, so how'd you get to Atlanta? Um, so it was a college tour. So I graduated from high school, and and I I was an artist in Detroit. I used to make clothes for students. I would draw. I was a great drawer, creative design, commercial art, and I would draw. And they had iron-on crayons, so I would color, and then you would flip it and you iron it on the T-shirt. So I sold those shirts to school. Um, so I came to college, and they said there was a, there was an alumni here in Detroit. It was like Clark Atlanta, Detroit alumni. So it was people from Detroit that went to Clark already, and their job was to recruit people from Detroit and bring them there. So I met a good friend of mine, Damon Thomas. Um, you may know him. He directed um, Laffy Taffy. He directed 24s and Doughboys for T.I. Uh, he shot Trans Lee's album, like, integral part of the culture so like he was like i see you love hip-hop when you get here i direct videos i'm your ex you know he was my go-to guy so when i got here like shorty low was the first video i was like just in the wall so when i got here it was a college tour and they gave us tours of all the college cau clark Atlanta, spelman more that whole hbc that little area auc so then there was a break you got two hours do what you wanted to meet back here you know, I like to explore. Like, I, I, in Detroit, I rode the bus, and I like to explore. So I go, this is in the heart of Freaknik. <laughs> this is on Freaknik, and the bus is stopped on Peachtree. And I get out and walk, like, fuck it, I, I, I'm going to walk. And I'm seeing cars drive by, like LL with the booming system, women hanging out. And I'm seeing artists. I'm seeing Jermaine Dupri on a four-wheeler. I'm seeing Keith Murray. I'm seeing fucking Red Man. I'm seeing everybody that I'm in my head, like, and, but I was just, like, enamored, like, fuck, this is fucking dope. Black excellence. Like, how? oh, they got rims. They ride rims, too, in the line. Like, oh, oh, they got, and then I seen gold tees, and I seen perms. I was like, so they got their style, too. And I'm like, oh, I fuck with this. I need to come back. So I went back, told my parents, like, okay, we're going um, we to do this shit. I'm, but I had to find a good reason. I ain't want to be like, yo, it's bitches down there. Yo, it's, <laughs> yo, it's hoes galore. I'm about to go down there and turn the fuck up in Atlanta, yo. Right. I was like, you saw a different world. You saw you do right. the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's a black college down there. It's black. I'm going to go down there. I'm going cha- to be the first one to graduate. It's a, another, outcast had to say, another black experience. I want to be part of that shit. So I came here and, and was here. And I brought my whole life. Like, I rode the Greyhound here. Packed my whole room up. Everything. And then when I got here, the dorm here, and I'm like looking at the flyer, I'm like, the flyers say this is trees and, and, and a forest. This is fucking projects. <laughs> I'm like, this shit was not on the brochure. What the? I don't move. And I'm leaving Detroit from the project. And so I'm like, and, and I'm getting out the cab, and I got, I got my life, and I got to go register, and I can't carry. So I'm like, God, I got to go in here and register. Pick out my room. I'm going to leave. And I left, left the shit on the curb. Like coming to America. Left my shit. But when I got <laughs> back, my shit was still there. It was still there. I was nervous. I was too. And so, but, and then I put it up and got it in my room. And my room was, my room instantly became the fucking spot. Because I put 
shit on the wall, like a kid's bedroom. I had a store because my first job was the Kroger's. They opened that first Kroger on Cascade. The first black mm-hmm. owned, I was the register. But I was buying stuff when I got off, and I owned a store. So when nobody, I was the first Uber and DoorDash because people came to my store. The Waters, Big Case, Pops, fucking chips. I had ramen noodles. I had blunts. I had black and miles. I had, my store was a trap. And I was the only person with a gaming system. PlayStation mm. had came out. I had the first PlayStation, NBA Live 95. Mm-hmm. So imagine my room like was always off the chain. So I was like, I'm about to hustle. I'm selling, nigga. I, I, my, that, again, that Detroit mentality, like, I don't want to work, but I got to find a way because I got to stay here. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where really what led me, Freak Nick and hip hop. Well, you went to Freak Nick? Yeah, but I... I, I, yeah, I can only I, imagine. I, but, you know... <laughs> I want to ask y'all something because <laughs> I can only imagine where the Freak Nick combo is going to go. Um, I want both of you guys to answer this. If you could relive any historical moment during hip-hop's lifespan, what moment would you want to be there for? Any time of hip-hop. Like, what time would you want to have been there for? I personally would be when DMX did Woodstock. Mm, right. If you just... I'm thinking wow! Just just, that clip sure. even is yeah, like just think insane. Of that picture. You remember? So imagine being there. Yeah. And I mean, like, like, <laughs> I, again, my transition from like the nosebleed mm-hmm. to like being able to be on the stages is, is fucking like that's really mind blowing. But Woodstock, I would have paid to just be there, you know. So that would be my moment. That would be my just to be like DMX with the overalls. Like I watched that religiously. Like oh. And then when Outkast did uh, Centennial Park at last, that's one of my oh, top five. I was in there. Yeah, that that moment right there, Centennial Park. When they did the reunion show. Three three days. I went Saturday and Sunday. Sunday was the best show. But I'm, I, I went with I went with L.A. Reid. So like we so we had a police <laughs> escort. <and laughs> walked in through the back door. Went right to the section where Usher, JD, Dallas was. But you got. I, I mean, they was like being cool. I was a motherfucking fan. Outcast is my favorite group of all time. I'm like, y'all knew these niggas before they won shit. Like, I remember when they was at my high school in ninth grade, nigga. Like, you can't, bro, I love Outcast. Love them. Like, bro, it's like, I bow down to them, like, no doubt. Right. But I would say my answer is, I can't think of one. Uh, Cause you gotta remember, I, I was in the Bronx. So I kind of grew up around hip hop. Mm-hmm. So, like, I grew up, like, when Rob Bass was shooting a video around the corner and all the other shit. But I'll probably say, I wish I was in the Public Enemy Fight the Power video. Mm. Just because Public Enemy was like the first intellectual, like, we ain't standing for shit, rebellious movement. And for me, just, it takes balls to speak up. And just knowing that these guys was out there like, Fight the power, like, nigga, nothing is more powerful than that, like, line. Fight the power. And I give that to, like, X-Clan and KRS-1, 2, Poor Righteous Teachers. Like, I would literally learn, like, music was my teacher. Like, it wasn't just, like, (laughs) like, I love this shit. Like, that was, like, KRS-1 was saying names like Marcus Garvey and, 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 you know, like, Master Musa. Like, I was hearing names, like, all right. Like, I was that person, like, it wasn't Google, Encyclopedia. Compton's encyclopedia. My last name is Compton, so I own a rack of encyclopedias. So when I hear these names, I'm like, oh, who is Marcus? Like, so dope. That was my education. Like, rap, I call rap, rap really raised me. I, I'll tell you something funny. You know the movie Juice? Mm-hmm. So you know the movie where they was at the restaurant, and he was like, I'm about to go in here and rob this motherfucker. Oh, mm-hmm. And remember, EPMD was in a movie. They shot that right next to my middle school. Oh, shit. And I was in sixth grade. And the entire school ran 
about four blocks to the Blue Flame Lounge. Mm -hmm. The entire school ran, like literally to get EPMD and Tupac's signature. And I remember just... Get, I remember just watching EPMD be out there sign autographs. Yeah. I was there. So, I, so, you know, like, you grew up in the Bronx. Like, yeah. Tim Dog lived in the building around. You know who Tim Dog is. That's Tim Dog lived in the building across from us. So, Tim Dog had a record called Fuck Compton. Like, and that's like, when I hear his name, the first thing I hear is Fuck, fuck Tim Dog yeah, in the biker shorts. <laughs> like, yeah. MCA. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the nicest move lived around the corner. So, it was just like, yeah. I grew up. Yeah. That was one thing. So, that's why, that's why I love Atlanta so much, though. Because when I came here, you know, Atlanta was like, New York was like street, and I came to Atlanta, and it, I don't want to say it was soft, but it wasn't. I call it player. It was, yeah, because it was like Kilo or Hating a Dream. It was super like, like, you know, you go from listening to like street shit to like, I want to show you, you uh -huh. buster, you going to love yeah. me. It was like, and Atlanta just was Atlanta. It was like, they didn't care that New York didn't acknowledge uh -huh. them. It was like, if New Yorkers want to come, come. Yeah. If Whoever want to come, come. And then Atlanta got hot, yeah. doing Atlanta, though. That's what I love. I heard about an analogy that I love. Rico Wade said it from Dungeon Family. He was like, LA was like our mother, or, or New York was like our mother, the West Coast was our father, and Atlanta was the child. But we was the child built off the neglect because those people didn't, our mother and father didn't pay attention to us. So when New York, so when Atlanta started winning, they won doing it their way. That's why it meant so much. Cause it was like, now we the shit, but we wasn't trying to be. When yeah. Kilo was around, they was just Atlanta was just doing Atlanta, yeah. and it's still just doing Atlanta. That's why it's oh, that's what I loved about it. It was never trying like New York. Y'all will crown a motherfucking king in a heartbeat. Y'all will crown, and and it's like he's the new king. He's the new king in Atlanta. It was like we didn't have no kings. It was uh, just like we loved everybody. We just we love we loved everybody. So that's what I love. Until that was Tip one of my said, favorite I'm the king of the South. And then it was like, yeah. That's, <laughs> it got like him happy. That's what I talked about on Toop episode. I, so I was like, bro, Tip was the first Atlanta nigga to play Atlanta rules. Mm -hmm. He did it his way, Atlanta way. He wasn't thinking about his first album. You could tell he was thinking about New York when he did the record with Beanie Man. Beanie Man. He was trying to appease the New York. But when he realized that shit Let didn't work, who I am. he came for who he was. And then ever since then, nigga, we've been having street trap music. Because he been short said it. He was like, I heard, I was did a song with him, and I heard this nigga say he the king of the South. I'm like, does this nigga say the king of the South? <laughs> and a couple years later, he was like, man, this nigga really is. And he stood on it, and anybody that had a problem with it, he ran up on it. It wasn't mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. he stood up on it. And That's he what, asked people. He, yeah. he said he asked Scarface. And Scarface was like, boy. yo, you should have first one that said it. Yeah. Uh -huh. so Andre 3000 said, what is really king? Like, <laughs> and Big Boy was like, well, you're going to have to stand on it. Like, some people yeah. going to come at your head, and that's really what happened. Every time he did, he was there. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about Atlanta. One, they're welcoming. They let, like, if you want to do something, they want to know how we could all do it together. How, how we can, can help we get you. to the goal? How can we all feed off each other? And then, um, yeah, you guys, I think that that's one of the problems with New York music right now. They kind of lost themselves in trying to keep up with the South. Now we are, like, wearing dreads and saying, like, no cap and just using other people's lingo, and I hate that for us. But I want to ask you, can you give us some hip-hop, some random hip-hop facts? I know you got some stuff that people probably out there don't know that you could probably share with our guests that they won't know. So give me some well, five I'm, random hip-hop facts. I'm good with anniversaries, and today is the anniversary. Um, in 2005 today, DJ Drama and Young Jeezy dropped the, one of the most classic mixtapes ever, Trap or Die. Mm. We were um, just talking about this because we were talking about how we got suspended from school when we were wearing like the snowman t-shirts and things like that yeah, back in the day. That movement, when I got to, just to be a part of that movement, like I still have all the flyers. Like, like you got to understand when they had the the album release parties at Visions and Compound. And I was Velder passing out flyers. I would <laughs> I would go and they would have these email lists. Alex would do this, but you got to 
11. You get in free before 11, but you had to print them out. It was this whole thing. And then you couldn't wear a hat or you couldn't gym shoes, like creative recreation. Yes, Maybe you had yes, to wear those yes. shoes or boots. Oh. So, so I would go to these things, so a Jeezy album release party, a Young Joe's album release party, and I would go, and I would have a shirt for these people. Like I said, I made the shirts, but I knew Alex or whoever at the door wouldn't let me go. So I would every time I would go to these album release parties, I would have T-shirts under, <laughs> under me, and I would meet them in the bathroom, like Bishop O'Crunk or Little John or Drama. I had these shirts, and I would take it off in the bathroom and then present it to them. But I had to find a way to, like, Damn, so I remember that time, but I, when I would leave the club is what I was saying. I would take those billboards down and take them home. Mm. The ones what? That were on the thing. Mm, so I still smart. have those if you go in the Trap Music Museum. Yeah. Like yesterday, I had Young Drill sign it. It's from 06, the one with the logo with the gold teeth. And I still have those Jeezy's Trap or Die. I have all those billboards that the street teams would put, but not small. These was back then. You know, oh, they're biggest motherfucker. Uh, and the snowman. And, and then was, it was, they would push it up the pole. Exactly. Yeah. So I would, I would take in, I would use them because these were... I was making shirts during the tall T phase, right? Mm -hmm. So I needed something to put under the, the, the so it wouldn't oh, bleed through. So some of my posters, you would see paint because I would use, I would use what I get to get what I want. You know what I'm saying? So I would, but I kept them. I never threw them away. So to see them in a the trap music museum, now nah, it's like, okay, now they're valuable. So we don't have like tangible things as much anymore. Like they don't necessarily have tapes and stuff. So what are you collecting nowadays? What's considered memorabilia besides just, of course, tour merch, but... Mm -hmm. What else are you using? Well, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and, like, that's the one thing. Like, so, like, Little Baby, like, he was on a couple covers, like Double XLs and the Source. Mulatto was a freshman cover. So there are some things, but you're right. Um, and that's why I kind of, I'm good friends with Tobago at DBS Sounds, and we've been pushing to younger artists to do um, they should. physical copies. Mm -hmm. So we, we set up, we had Yo Gotti, we had Gunna. Um, and, and just for Gunna's example, when he dropped, he so he came out the same week as um as uh Take off weekend and, um, no, uh, weekend. no no this is the second album okay yeah, yeah, yeah so he came out the same and he did physical copies and he go to the store and sign them but he was number one because he outsold them by fifteen hundred copies so I'm like it makes a difference I ain't saying that's the reason but mm -hmm. physical copies still matter because you're right there were kids in the line I was there it was kids in the line they didn't even know what to see like where do I even play this but <laughs> they know if I buy it I get a picture with Gunner or I get a picture with these people. So I am a part of this coalition, like, let's do something physical. So any artists I do, let's do a vinyl, limited release, vinyl, you know what I'm saying? But what I do is have something new that I have in my collection, and I have them sign it. So I have blank cassettes that I spray paid gold. Some new artists, I have them sign that. So they have something new that's physical. So that's what I've been doing. Just to have a piece of them, you know what I'm saying? Like, Nipsey, like, this is, like, these are new cassettes, like, New like Pusha T has a purple uh, tape, you know, and that was came out last year. Like so, some artists still get it, but my goal is like, if, if the Big Brother shuts our phone down, we can't sign spikes, my title phone. Like it's no, you know. So I, I I'm a part of that person like that. I'm always push like something physical, you know what I'm saying? Because once you know they shut any of this digital shit down, I can go put my headphones on and I got all my tapes and I'm good. I got my blockbuster card and my VHS tape. I'm good. I still got VCRs at the house. Like my kids be like, I got the Disney movies for them. I got the scary movies here. I got the black exploitation. I got, I got blockbuster at my house. You know, a new face is there as a brand, but you got to think I was really like an introvert. 
But like I know Kenny Burns said something stuck out to me. It's like if you're gonna become something, you gotta become the brand. Like if you're gonna start a brand, you gotta become the brand. So if I say New Face was there and I'm gonna stand on that, I gotta show them what that looked like. And then if I show them what that looked like, what's my intention? I always walk with purpose. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna show them value and what support looks like. You know what I'm saying? So I wanna show people what support looks like, right? So like if I post something and somebody retweets it and they say, oh, hashtag new face was there. That was absolutely free, right? But it helps my brand. Mm-hmm. It's priceless to me. So when I pitched to Rock the Bells when they had the cruise boat, I, I did like, you know, hashtag and contact at LL, at Rock the Bells. It was people like Gangsta Boo. He got to be there. T.I., oh, it only makes sense. Bun B, yo, what's your math? DM me. I'm going to put you in contact with him. And then they contact me, and they was like, LL was like, yo, what we doing with New Face, man? They blowing up my page. What those people did for my my, fam, my supporters did for me mm. is priceless, right? And it cost them nothing. Mm-hmm. And anybody can do a quick repost to shout out somebody, you know what I'm saying? I work with artists all the time, bro, and all I do is repost, and they be like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, your team ain't doing it? Like, I'm like, I'm the only one. Like, I feel like I'm rare, but I'm like, I, I'm trying to show them it shouldn't be rare. Yeah. Like, this is what we family, should do. this is what we should be doing in, 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 uh, naturally. I want to see y'all win. So I, before knowing people, that's how I got starter coats. Ty Mopkins made them, but I would buy them because I grew up on starter coats. I seen people get through off the Bobolo boat. I, I had to hustle for them. And I was buying them, $150, $200 a coat, but I was earning the money legally to get them. And when I finally met him, he saw that, and he was like, you know what I'm saying? You solid. And I've seen it. And so many people brought your name up. You won't have to pay for starter coats no more. You know, and wow. my guy Junior McIntyre, I got a room full of, you know, coats. Like, you know, I got a room full of merchandise from black-owned brands. Like, this is black-owned. You know what I'm saying? Like, these, I haven't had to buy clothes in, in years, maybe five years. Damn. So you kind of touched on it, but just, I want you to build on it a little bit more. So tell tell everybody out there that's coming up that loves hip-hop the importance of relationships and branding. Well, again, I... I read, I read a lot, and then one thing, another thing that stood out is your net worth is your net, your network is your net worth. It's who you know. Like you said, you knew L.A. Reed. I go, if it's a show, like how I got in verses, it's, it's, I saw somebody that knew me. How I be? You I, just showed up. I just showed up. <laughs> I go, now, I used to buy tickets, like I collect ticket stubs because I used to buy ticket stubs. So I have over 5,000 ticket stubs of shows wow. that I've been to. So I have the ticket stubs and proof that I've been to shows, like five, and I got to put the new one for the last maybe five years together, and I'll probably have more ticket stubs. But now what happens is these relationships with artists is like, why is you buying the tickets? Why you didn't call me? So, so now I'm like testing my face cards. So now if it's a show at State Farm, I'm at the back. Like, all right, he knows me. How I'm going to get in. And I never know how. Mike at, oh shit, new face. He yeah, he would have. And it's always and it may not be the star. You know what I'm saying? So in relationships again, like my method of networking too, it started out because I seen everybody, if a rapper came in, everybody flocks to the artist. I rap, I do this. Again, I gotta be different. Let me see who the security is, the bouncer, the manager, who the one with the clipboard, who the one taking notes, who the one with the glasses, who the one doing everything else. Let me So when they do a show and I go in the back room, everybody know me but the artists. Now they like, damn. Exactly. Who is Okay, then we meet. Then yeah. they do the research and then they're like, okay, boom. Exactly. Like when, you know, 
I would always go to these in stores and I would just get the shit signed and leave. Yeah. But after certain artists, like I don't force relationships. That's what I'm saying. These artists that I fuck with, like they genuinely, and that's why I rock with who I rock with. They remember. You know what I'm saying? They remember, and I got the proof. Like every that's another thing. I can certificate the authenticity when you buy a, a autograph or something, you have to have proof of it. I have a picture of every autograph that I got, every video, maybe when I met this person, I have it chronicled. Like you might be a collector, but no, you're not gonna get nobody like this. Like I'm like a new Fat Five Freddy. So, I want to so. ask both of you guys mm-hmm. though. What song made you fall in love with hip hop? The message. The message and LL Cool J. I'm bad. What? That w- for me. The f- so, like I said, I grew up in it. So I grew up. Living, I'm gonna tell you the first hip hop song that I heard that I was like, "This for me." Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric B. and Rakim, Eric B. for president. That was the first, it was like the effect on his voice. I came in the door, I said it before. I, it was like, that was, a, that was the first time I heard a hip hop song that I'm like, my mom ain't gonna get this, this for me. Mm-hmm. I remember being at a block party, like everybody was doing a WAP and a running man. It was like, bro, like that was the first hip hop song. I was like, God damn, that's for us. I still think that's top five hip hop beats of all time. Yeah, those were mine. And, and shout out to like my mom, like she was very open to, Cause I was bringing in tapes, like I'm a visual person. So if I seen the like bust down, had a, uh, his cartoon cover and he's standing on a bitch neck with a phone, some phones or doggy style of me. So horny covers of ice T's power. Like she, I didn't have to hide those covers. I thought I did, but she, she knew I love this shit. I ain't, I, you know, so I brought too short in, I brought, you know, too live, I, but I was still listening to poor rights. Just teaches tribe called quest. She knew there was balance in there. Like, so I was just, like, kind of raised different. Like, my mother would put me, my mother did, I love school and, and showing off my stuff so much that if I, she wanted to punish me, she would say she wouldn't let me go to school. Mm. Oh, wow. Because, you know, because I was that dude, like, when the Dr. Dre the Chronic came out, I was the first person to go to the um, school, and I had the tape. Mm-hmm. So imagine me showing these kids the tape and rumbling and teaching, what is that? And, and like, but I was that nigga, and you get to read the credits, I was that nigga with the first thing. And, like, even the purple tape, this literally, you talk about, like, what music means to you. Like, this literally saved my life. So, like, quick story is I um, the, the release date. And, and sometimes music came out on Tuesday. Yeah. But in Detroit, if you knew the right person, you can get it on Monday. Yeah. So I knew this, and I needed a ride there. Again, I caught the bus, but I needed a ride there, and I, I had a ride. Um, but they said we were going to have to go to the east side first and then go to the tape store. And me in Detroit, I knew, I just know niggas. I know Eastside, it's going to be a while. So I need this tape now. So I get on the bus, get the tape, take it to school. And everybody, oh, shit, everybody reading the credits. And I'm just on the bus listening to it. Get home, like, everybody, you know, make sure everybody good. I find out this car was involved in the drive-by. Oh, wow. And like, shot up, and now the person was paralyzed. Like, it's like I, I, I could have been in that car. Like, that's crazy. I talk about, like, hip-hop, like, I could have been in that car. But, like, so when I tell it, and when I tell that story to Raekwon, when I see him, and I don't be like, I never be like, do you remember? They get that, when they remember, like, Nipsey remember, I know I I, I impacted them somehow. So, you know. You know, this is a crazy thing. You just took me somewhere. Hip-hop literally saved me. Like, I, I wasn't told I could be shit. Like, hip-hop was the first thing I, I was ever touching. I was like, I could do this. 
But I think hip hop is killing more people now than it's saving. That's, that's the crazy part about now. Like it's like hip hop say like that, when you say that it's like that's crazy. Like because you had to separate yourself, but now it feel like it's hurting more people than it's helping. That's crazy how yeah, how selling drugs so now yeah drug yeah. Users. And it was like I grew up in hip hop when. People don't even remember what Dre said, and I don't smoke weed or cess. Cuz it's known to give the brother name. Brain neck, damage. And brain, brain damage, damage on the mic don't, don't manage. manage. Even if, yeah, like, he was like, bro, yeah. like, we, hip-hop was like superheroes. But now I just feel like, you know, we're in a dark time where everybody would rather be a supervillain than a superhero. Rather mm. paint the picture of evil rather than, like, be more vulnerable. And Because and, I'm going for who you are. Nobody woke up with all the sauce. No, Everybody got rejected. I don't give a yeah. fuck who you are. Everybody got rejected. Mm -hmm. And I think that now we're taking that rejection and using it. It's almost like, it's almost, there's a thin line between love and hate, right? So it's almost like if you pay attention to superhero movies, the villain was always a good person that just got rejected. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, the bad guy, the, the good guy was a good guy that got rejected, but he chose love. And the villain just chose violence. It's all perspective, but yeah. it just feel like, like, I'm literally thinking to myself, like, what hip-hop song could I let my kids listen to that I'm thinking my son is going to be like, I'm going to go make the right decision now. Like, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not being funny when I say Tupac, me against the world. Like, dog, I, always, I love women, but my approach to women was based on Too Short. See? When Too yeah, Short was I like... To find that balance, that, too. That's what I'm saying. So it was like yeah. Outkast was teaching us other shit. Yeah. Too Short was teaching us how to talk to chicks. Yeah. It, like, Too Short getting it. You should yeah. be getting, getting it. it. Yeah. Getting water, getting, getting is good. good. Like, that shit, That's nigga, that shit made you wake up and, like, make me wake up and walk from, from Hidden Woods to Discount Mall or Old National yeah. passing out flyers, nigga, because you should be getting it. Like, go get this money, yeah. bro. It's money out there. You know and what I'm saying? Yeah, and then that, see, that brought me back again to songs again. So you got, I remember it was a song with Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. Daddy, where have you been? Yes. And, and I heard this song, and, I, and, and this helped me with fatherhood, because it's like, whatever I do with my daughters, shout out to Amaya Liara Lyric Karma, mm -hmm. whatever I do, I got to do whatever and be in their life to where they never make a song about me like that in their life. I don't <sighs> give a fuck what I got to do. Bruh, I got to say something. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to even act like I'm cool. I was in the gym working out. That's why I don't like when people, that's why I always stand with Kanye. Kanye has a, a song on his album called no more, Is It No More Parties with Dre 3000? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then oh, at the end, they have DMX. Oh. Hold on, baby. Hold on, I baby. You. Nigga, I get a tear That every shit time. made me cry yeah, in the gym because it was like. You got it, baby girl. Yes. You got it. And that we don't. That's why it's like, I feel like some people say the right thing. Some people do the right thing, right? right. Like, I think Ye is the type of person that might say the wrong thing, but he going to always do the right thing, right? right? And for me, that's why I got to give him a pass because. What song makes you want to play it for your kids? Like, the Donda album literally is the album that he made street niggas get on and not curse. When on, on, on Keep My Spirit Alive, where he was like, he flushed the um, work down the toilet, thank God. Like, mm -hmm. he brought realness to what we do. And we don't have enough of that. We don't, uh, we don't have enough niggas that's saying, flush the work before the police came, thank God. Yeah. Everybody's like, you know, everybody want to be super hard, super tough. But he had niggas telling stories about real shit. Because I think if we gave more real shit, kids will have less mental health. We'll have less yeah. violence. Because sometimes you just want to feel like somebody going through what you're going through. Right. And when you feel, and if everybody's rich, 
if everybody rich and everybody doing good and everybody got jewelry and cars and and everybody's wearing drip and you the only one not, you stop being like, man, fuck that. I'm going to rob me a nigga. I'm going to kill me a nigga because I want that. But sometimes nigga tell the truth. I ain't have it. I ain't got it. And it's okay to not have it. It's okay. I just feel like hip-hop. Then you had that song, um, another one that told me that jail life was not the one for me. Beanie Siegel, what's your life like? And that nigga said, you got to sleep oh with a nigga God. making love to his hand next to your bed. Oh, my I'm God. Like, jail, not for me. Because <laughs> that was the cold right for you. you yeah, and like, somehow oh. I'm saying music got me. Eminem, I'm sorry. My, like, my relationship with my mother is, like, top-notch because it's shit like this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like music guided me, but again, too short was instilled in me. That's what I'm saying. It's like, all it's all there. <laughs> Dog, Jay-Z, Freeway, Beans, what we, do what we do is wrong. Nigga, you know I pulled that song, I played it for my kids, and I'm like, this is why your daddy a millionaire. Wow. That's why your daddy a millionaire. Cause he was like, we we hustled to the sun. Like, it was like real nigga. Like it made men want to be men, not want to kill your people, kill your community. Uh, so when I think about what hip-hop is, I'm just like, fuck, how we lose our way? That's I remember, what I was going to ask. How remember, did we, when did this shift happen? So you said it went from rapping about um, selling drugs to doing drugs. When did this shift and this cultural kind of reset happen? I can happen? tell you, for me, when money became more important than everything else. Mm-hmm. Nigga, when money became more important than everything else, it was over. Like, I'm, like, dog, I did, you... Like, growing up, real talk, you grew up living in hip-hop. Who the fuck knew who had more money? Biggie, Pac? Who knew? Like, we didn't know who had more money between Biggie and Pac. We didn't know who had more money between two. All them niggas look lit to us. Forbes list. What was we worried about? We, we, weren't worried about who, we weren't worried about who had more money, but now it's like the nigga that got more money is the boss. That don't mean he the best leader, though. That don't mean he the best person for the people. That just means he the nigga that got the most money. He might be a fuck nigga. And I feel, and we, and even, and for me, it was like, we didn't know who had more. We didn't care who had more. We cared who meant more. And now niggas only care about who have more. So now that that's the, and now capitalists are involved in music. Where now, this is how crazy the music, you want stupid the music business is, how stupid we are. I could sign as an executive at a label, a major label, one of the big three. I could sign a nigga that got a song saying, kill my brother, kill my brother, kill my mother. But I can't go in there and say, as a black man, I feel like this, this, this. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you be quiet. Mm-hmm. So as a publicly traded company, you're not okay with the smart, intelligent black leaders talking to their people. Dog, when I worked at a major label, when I wanted to do a TED Talks, I had to ask for permission. Mm-hmm. I, I got to ask for permission to do it. When I want to do uh, in the apartments for parlay, I got to ask for permission. What y'all going to be talking about? Why the fuck? You don't ask what the rapper talking about that we mm-hmm. just signed? Mm-hmm. It's no responsibility. Just... Checks and balances. And at some point, like, dog, at some point in time, I got to this place where I was like, like, nigga, I'm a motherfucking sellout. I'm a nigga that's going, I'm a sign a nigga that's going to say, I'm a killer nigga, kill his bitch, kill everybody. But I can't speak out against that without asking you for permission. permission. But he can say whatever he wants. And it was like, it's just, we going backwards. And I, I don't know, like, it's, a, it's like you inspire me because it's like, Maybe this shit going to get old and it's going to come back a different way. I, I hope so. I pray it does. But, dog, as long as people care about money over people, yeah. we fucked in hip-hop. Because hip-hop's the only genre the that know, that talks about violence, talks of, and it's from a 
and it inspires people to want to do dumb shit. Like, nigga, I, listen, I tell people, I grew up on 3-6 Mafia. Nigga, tear the club up, thugs. Nigga, that album, nigga, incredible. I, did, I might get crunk in the car. But then I also had Jay-Z and fucking Freeway, and I'm talking about what we do is wrong. And then I also had Too Short talking about, I was only 14 when I first got my dick sucked. Now, I'm, like, it was like... We had all of these things happening around us, so you could tap you, but you knew there was, was levels to it. It was balance. It's no levels, and the reason why was because somebody at the top was like, "I want to make shit that matters." And now the people at the top are saying, "What are the numbers doing?" And as long as that's happening, niggas gonna keep killing niggas. And I hate to say it, but ain't no ain't no helping us unless black people lead. Like I remember, I remember I went to go sign this artist, and I came into the studio. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I was protecting myself. I'm in Baltimore. Shout out to Spitty. Spitty know this story. Spitty from um, Dirty Glove Bastards. Flew to, flew to Baltimore to see this kid. Nigga, you see all this right here? Guns. Every, it was guns. <laughs> Everybody got guns. I'm in, I'm in the basement. Everybody got guns. I'm a black man. So, you know, I understand what's going on. So, you know, first thing I asked the manager, I'm a, hey, look, now I'm going home to my kids. Good for nobody's sake. First thing I asked the manager was like, yo, we good? Hell yeah. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, why everybody need guns? Like, nigga, is this a place somebody run up in? He's like, ain't nobody gonna run up in here. That's why we got the guns. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So then I so then I said to the artist, no white executive can do this. I said to the artist, I said, yo, his name was Tay. I was like, yo, what's your plan? Like, I know we're here, but what's the plan? Like, what you wanna do? He said, What you mean? I said, like, are we trying to get Jay-Z money? Or are we just trying to like get a couple dollars. And he was like, nigga, I want hove money. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me tell you something. Guns scare the money away. Mm. So, and nigga, as soon as I said that, he was like, hey, hey, everybody put their guns away. <laughs> cause he, cause you understand, sometimes you just need a nigga in the room that's like, hey, yo, look, mm -hmm. let me tell you how, like hove said, let me take you to the White House. Let me show you how to get here. Put your suit show on. Show you how to move in yeah. a room full of vultures. Yeah, like, so, so that's what I mean. We just don't have balance because we don't have niggas in the buildings that, have a voice that can care or can yeah, say anything. Yeah, because the ones that do, I'll give an example. I won't say the label, but Plies had an album, and on this album, he said, nigga, 43 times, right? 43 times. <laughs> he said Cracker on one of the songs. The label said, eh, hold on, nigga. Oh, that's where, that's where you draw the line. That's where we draw the line. Take that one out and that album come out. That's what I'm saying, but they understand. Dog, listen, if you, if you, listen, you know this. Oh, I can tell you a story. See, that's why I'm glad to hear <laughs> No, this is real talk. One of my childhood friends. So it's this, it's this song on Kingpin Skinny Pimp album called Nobody Crosses Me. And he says a line in the song, when the doors get kicked in, nobody can duck. What about his mother and kids? Nigga, I don't give a fuck. i never forget that because we, me and I was 17. You know, you got your best friends. You know, sometimes, you know, like, it's like juice. Like, it's like, okay, nigga, you bishop. So nigga was like, so we was, we was hanging out. We was beefing with some niggas. And he was like, I'm telling you, nigga, when I see these niggas, I'm killing them all back. And I, we 17. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, hey, like, like, hey, nigga, I feel you. But hey, yo, you know, so you might, nigga might be with his mother and kid. He said, nigga, I don't give a fuck. I was like, this, I can't hang with you no motherfucking more, nigga. You, and guess what? They shot them dudes up. And at the Waffle House, anybody know Stop from College it. Park, know this is a true story. Shot him up at the Waffle House. I ain't been friends with that dude since that day. We might be cool on some nigga shit, but it's like, hey, nigga. But that's, that's the power Man. music has. I know friends that started snorting powder because they was listening to Player Fly. 
Nigga, I'm just being honest with you. Like, I know friends that started powder because they were listening to Play It Fly. That was cool. If a nigga you think is cool is doing it, you want to do it. Yeah. Hip-hop has a responsibility. Nigga, imagine getting... I also know niggas that got in the car, about to do something. Soon they get in the car, the radio turned on. It was a Kirk Franklin song. No, this real talk. He was like, man, I don't think you should do this, man. That's a sign from God, yeah. nigga. That's a sign from God, nigga. Yeah. Like, maybe this ain't the night to do that. Music is more powerful than we want to let on to be. It changes the mood. You could turn on a song that make people want to fuck. I could turn on a song that can make you cry right now if it reminds you of a moment with your grandma. That's how powerful music is. Mm-hmm. We need a balance, bro. Mm-hmm. We need a fucking balance, bro. Everybody putting money over everything. Fuck you. Fuck my ops. Everybody my ops. It's just, we need a balance. I don't want to go on the yeah. speech, but you can go to me. I'm just saying. Wait, no, what, what did, when did you see a cultural shift? Um, I was, well, example, like when the crunk Eric popped off right mm-hmm. i'm from detroit like and a lot of people say this like when i even when i was at magic city i never got so many phone calls doing the verses when jeezy and gucci i go to strip clubs a lot never get a <laughs> phone call i never got so many you good everything okay like i'm like i've been in i've been in so many strip clubs with rappers this is, but the perspective mm-hmm. but i seen the shift when i started with crunk music i would go when scrappy and and Crime up that whole this, yeah. And I would go to clubs that clubs. I'm like, I don't. Where is this at? It was Google. I just like Libra. All right, we gonna oh, fuck <laughs> this club. I'm, I, don't, I don't know what hood I'm at. Crucial. Okay, because I just wanted to see the cultural impact of these niggas in the city, mm-hmm. and I was cool with that. I seen how it come, my impact, and I felt I didn't feel worried. But nowadays, you know, like I I love Dolph, right? And, and we had cool relationship, everything. I was weary about going to his shows. Like, when it got to the point where it's like, do I feel safe? Do I feel safe? Will I, if I go here, will I make it back home type shit? Like, and that's when I seen the shit in recently. Like, my daughter loves Gunner. Like, but, and should I take her to the show? And we went, but it's like, damn, dude, I got to make sure the family good because this is a responsibility. I'm taking to a show, and I want her to have a good time, but... It's a lot, it's street, his crew was, you know, like this, why, this is that. Yeah. Like, she could be, like, just in cameras, you know, I put her in a position like that, but I got to be, but that's when I seen the cultural shift, when it came about drugs and drug users, like, you know what I'm saying? It went from that to, like, man, what is this? Like, there's no, it's not even no evolution anymore. Like, there was an upgrade. You seen the artist, they had the small chain. Your first album, these niggas in Bentleys and Diamond Out Chains. I'm like, well, fuck, what I'm rooting for you for? Right. You you made it, nigga. They say that. You made it, Too nigga. Much money. I wanted to root for the underdog. So the next album, you, 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 I see the evolution of your shit. But nigga, you on now. You don't need me. Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of disrespected as a fan. You what? You don't you was telling me you don't need me. Mm-hmm. You rich already. What can I do for you as the fan? Mm-hmm. You don't need streams. You rich. What what am I doing? So I had to find those people that really tapped into artistry and brought value to the music culture and a positive message. Because DMX was a street nigga, but he still did. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's needed, bro. Like, it's it's okay. If it's any rappers listening, I would just say it's okay to be your motherfucking self. And yourself, some days we choose violence. Some days we choose peace. Some days we choose our family over everything. And that's okay. And we need more of that because now everybody rich. The homies is rich. The homies' homies got on chains. Everybody got jewelers. Method Man had a clip where he was like, 
how the fuck all oh, these rappers on? How they find private jets? Yeah. This nigga method is like, how they find private jets? He in the Wu Tang. Yes, How they? And I'm some saying, but like now, everybody rich. Dog, hip hop sold his soul, and I think it's a few real niggas out here, like New Face, myself, and 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 that's out here trying to figure out a way to buy that motherfucker back without selling something else. Because right now we fucked. Whatever both of y'all do you think you represent for and just real quick, whatever do you think you represent in hip hop? Like the nineties, eighties, thousands. Whatever did you grow up in is my question. Whatever well, represents you? No, whichever did you grow up in? Because I'm gonna ask a question right oh. after that. Fully in, into it, like the nineties. The nineties, yeah. what about you? Nineties for sure. All right, so whatever in hip hop was the best excluding the nineties, because y'all can't be biased. Oh, that's easy. I'm going to go to the 80s. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nigga, dog, let me tell you something. Just do me one favor. Anybody watching this, do me one fucking favor. Go look at LL Cool J I'm Bad video. Nigga, not, go look at it for the way this, it was like watching an explosion. Like this nigga was like, it was like, it was almost like you would have thought it was tricks on the camera, how he goes from kissing the girl, to dapping his man up, to jumping on the thing, to jumping, crush you like a jelly. Like that nigga was so fucking hungry. I ain't, this nigga was a kid. Dog, he was 18. <laughs> this nigga was 18. Like, nigga, dog, do me any rapper, go watch LL Cool J, I'm bad. Nigga, that nigga, that nigga performed the fuck out of that record. Like, it was like, God damn. And it was, and I think it's four verses on that song. <laughs> nigga, you ain't tired? <laughs> you ain't getting that now. That's another thing. You, you getting one in verse? You ain't tired, nigga? Nowadays. Okay. Wait, no, wait, wait. Um, why did you pick the 80s? Because that's. I seen that influence like firsthand because I had older cousins and uncles that I seen the influence from that music on them. I seen the furs start coming out. I seen beepers. Mm. I seen I seen what influence looks like as a kid. So it went from oh that's how it looked, and then the '90s came. It's like and then I evolved in that, and I yeah. was like I ain't I just I'm not a gaudy nigga. I'm not, but I love fashion. The, the, the most famous chain in the '80s was Flavor Flav's clock. <laughs> not even diamonds, nigga. Yeah. It was a clock, a big clock. Dog, it's crazy. All right, so we're going to play a little game now. Ray's going to take over this because this is pretty hard, and I want to step out because I do not want any So we got this, this. We got this clip. We got this part of the show we do called Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. And I'm going to give you three options. And if you don't want to pick the option, you have to donate $20. It's nothing. To the Creative Academy nonprofit that we have that represents, it's a music program and everything. So I'm going to give you three options. And when I give you the three options, you got to, by the way, New Face said to me, I'm going to put him on blast. He said to me, I'm going to pick an answer every time. Right. I can't wait mm. for this All one. Right. So you I'm going to give you three options. And mm -hmm. in these three options, you have to pick sign, develop, drop. If you sign them, you're the head of a label. All these guys are at their peak. And you can sign, you got to develop one, and you got to drop one. Ready? You ready? Yep. Let's All go. right, cool. Eight ball and MJG, Outcast, UGK. Oh, that count. Okay. <laughs> oh, now it's all okay. that count. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sign, develop. Sign. What's the options again? Sign, develop, drop. And say the names again. <laughs> <laughs> eight ball and MJG. Outcast, UGK. Signing Outcast. Period. Developing UGK. 
Dropping balls. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Nobody ever. I just want to say UGK don't have UGK don't have one album in my opinion better than coming out hard, but I understand because nobody was like Pimp C. Pimp C is the illest. Right. All right, you ready for the next one? T.I. Ludacris, Lil Wayne. I'm signing tip. Developing Luda, dropping Lil Wayne. Didn't see that coming. Oh, oh. All right, cool. Monica, Brandy, Sierra. Developing Monica. Sign of Sierra. Dropping Brandy. <laughs> All right. Too short, E forty Ice Cube. Didn't say it was getting harder though. <laughs> Too short, E forty Ice Cube. You know when they start repeating it, they trying to buy time. I love it. He 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 going through it. I love it. Let's go. Sign an Ice Cube. Developing. Uh, too short. Mm. Water, bro. I love you. Um, I love you. Um. <laughs> the mailman. This round here, we dropping E forty. All right, cool. Rick Ross, Gucci Mane, Jeezy. All right, Bobby Brown, Chris Brown, Usher. (laughs) (laughs) I got to stand on what I said. Stand on it now. Oh, man. This is just because I'm a man of my word. Only. (laughs) Let's go. Um, Signing Chris, I'm signing Bobby Brown. Developing Chris. Chris Brown, and we drop in. Usher? Usher. Okay. All right, Usher, you're out of here. He's standing on it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. We got like five more. It's almost there. Look, he's like, oh, $20. No. $20 no. no, 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 no. No, no, it, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. No, All right, worse. it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Shit. All right, you ready? Uh, Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. Signing Cardi, developing Doja, dropping Nicki. Mm. Respect means a lot when you respect the culture. Mm. Good. He ain't going, he ain't backing down. Neo Trey Songs the Dream. Mm. Developing Dream. Signing Neo. Dropping Trey Songs. All right. Jodeci, Boys the Men, Drew Hill. It's your fun, right? It's your fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little intense now. <laughs> now I'm like, like he said, songs and relationships. Now I'm like, which we had the best girl during that time. Um, signing Jodeci off top. Signing Jodeci off top, developing. Um, what was it? The other Boys the Men, Drew Hill. Developing Drew Hill, dropping Boys and Men. Drop Shout boys out to Motown, man. though. Drop Boys and Men. 
so hard to say goodbye. It's so hard Boys to say the goodbye. Men. It's the end of the road. All right, all right, all right. We got we got three more. I'm gonna get real. It's gonna be. I feel like I'm gonna give you the easiest of the three, in my opinion. Summer Walker, Scissor, Her. Signing her. Developing Scissor. And dropping Summer Walker. All right, cool. It's a generational thing. Here we go. Jay-Z, Kanye, and Drake. Signing Drake. I mean, signing Jay-Z. Developing uh, Kanye. He needs a lot of development. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a lot. And then dropping Drake. Last one. Last one. Tupac, Biggie, DMX. Oh. Last one. Save the best for last, right? Biggie, Jay-Z. <laughs> That's what you said. You said Biggie, Biggie Jay-Z, Jay-Z DMX. No, no, no. Biggie, Tupac, DMX. Mm-hmm. Signing pop, developing DMX. I go for the heart, bro. <laughs> no, you gotta say it out the loud. The the energy. Say it I out say loud. It. Oh shit! Say it out loud. Say who you dropping? Go ahead. <laughs> you gotta say it out loud. Come on, say it. You gotta hear it. Dog, who you, you dropping? I'm glad he stood on everyone. I love it. Man, he still ain't say baby, who he dropping. Baby, baby, dropping. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! I, I just want to say I'm glad I'm not you. Uh, and uh, can we give it up? He did that yeah. show. Nobody's ever done that. Everybody winds up paying. That man stood on it. I love it. Tamir, where we at next? Credit check. I don't even know if I want to ask the. Well, I was gonna ask the game changer moments in hip hop. The top five. Okay, so we do game changer moments. We're gonna do credit check and then we go. His mind is go. like you gotta get the the brain now I'm back. In my head, like, now, now I'm picturing. <laughs> yo, you work for Bad Boy. Can you sign? You don't fuck with Biggie. <laughs> you don't fuck with Pop. E forty like that. What E forty do to you, new? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Everybody knows it's all love. Everybody, it's but, everybody, but, it's, but to be honest with you, it's it's a preference. Yeah. And it's about, you know, I get it. Like, I would hate to answer those. Yeah. There's I no do. love lost. It's just, but it's just, you know, hey, listen, some of the 50 Cent got dropped and became 50 Cent. Alicia Keys got, some of these artists had to get dropped to go mm-hmm. become great. So Amen. it's not always a bad thing, but it's just, it's your taste. It's preference. Yeah. yeah, it's your preference. L.A. Reid said his favorite artist he ever signed was Outkast. I mean, he signed Bieber, Rihanna, but he said Outkast. That's my, the greatest act I've ever signed. Like, it's, it's just preference. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All right, so can you tell me that, Top five game-changing moments in hip-hop, in your opinion, your preference? The, the, um, the, ev- the, the, the switch from shiny suits from Bad Boy to DMX. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, you wouldn't take it there. We went from, then we went from 50 Cent in the club to Kanye West polo sweaters. Mm, great one. Timeline. The evolution in the beginning of trap music, and that came out. Oh, that's what we calling it, and that's what we doing. Mm. Trap music, and then one that doesn't just get mentioned enough, like, and, and, and it's still running currently, like the the impact of women's cultural influence in music. You just made her you know, day, like women, like like I have a row of my collection that's full of women, like, and, and it was women that didn't do what these women are doing today. They talk MC Light, Queen Latifah. You know, uh, 
uh, Heather B. Like I, I was listening to all, oh, all the rat that, rat that can really rap. Mm-hmm. First female to go platinum. So like I always gonna give it up to women's, and that changed it because these little the people that looked up to them, they want they they saw we can do this because of them. You know what I'm saying? So that I always gonna get that to women. And you said five. Yep. So you did. Um, that's all you got. One more. Shit, man. When Pac got killed. Ooh. Damn. Hey, what is boy hip hop? This nigga. When, Pac, boy. when Pac got killed, bro. Like that. that Girl stopped. That 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 just changed. Like hip hop. That just changed. Like hip hop was like we off. Wasn't like, that the first time a superstar ever was killed in hip hop? Killed superstar. Well, I know I Scott LaRock. Yeah. Yeah, like you're Big right, L, yeah. but I'm saying like a global superstar yeah. was killed to hip hop was Tupac. Yeah. Who? No. Who? But Jam Master J died after Tupac. Yeah. But even Jam Master J, Jam, yeah, but Jam Master J didn't die at the peak of Run DMC. Right. My Adidas. Tupac died at the peak wow. of All Eyes on Me with his biggest album ever. He's the biggest rap star in the world, and he got killed. Like that was yeah. like that. That I don't. Yeah, that's different. And and then lastly, if you. I like to include it because I just look at everything with auto tune and T Pain did for the game. Mm. He came out and did that. Yes, that definitely. How many people did auto tunes and, and a big artists like Hov to say the death of auto tunes mm. and, and that whole relationship and that friction from that. You know what I'm saying? So those are moments that I looked at it like, oh, like, and then just my bonus is like, damn, you had to pick a side between Jeezy and Gucci. Shit, you had to too. Like, yeah. So those are like mine. So this, so this, the last thing before we head out, we do this thing. So you know, obviously, you work with uh, affiliated with Drink Champs, but everybody do this thing where they say this show is to give people flowers, right? Mm-hmm. I hate that concept, right? Because that comes from giving someone flowers at their death, right? And it's like, let me give you your flowers before you die. I don't, we don't give flowers here. We got this section called credit check, because mm-hmm. if you give people credit, they can leverage that credit and go get something, and you know. Money's good, but acknowledge me. You know what that means to me. Exactly. So this is the moment where we just say to you, who are some people that you would love to give credit to for how New Face got here in the game? Um, my daughters. Love yes. that. My daughters first. My daughters and my mother combined because that, like, I had to leave the house. Like, but I had to show them, like, I'm not partying. Like, this, I know it looks like I'm leaving the house, but, like, I was dropping them off at school, tucking them in, reading the books, going out doing my new face shit to be there to drop them like at school after I did this. And I had to tell them, well, I didn't have to, but this is what I did last night. I gave so-and-so this shirt. I met so-and-so. So when they see uh, fucking Nard hosting wearing a T-shirt that I made in Ludacris Georgia video, they be like, oh, remember I told you I made it? That's when I dropped it. So I do it for them. So I got to give credit to them. Um... Killer Mike, Killer Mike is love. Killer Mike is always non-hesitant of of embracing me, um, acknowledging that I'm in the room, um, speaking my name in rooms that I'm not in, like the Fallon show. Like, bro was on the Fallon show, and the dude said, "Why did y'all choose to make a Run the Jewels cassette tape?" And he could have said whatever he said. He said, "No, it's a collector in Atlanta named New Face," and he's a like he went on this whole spill, and I'm sitting there like. Tonight show on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, again, free, mm-hmm. shit's priceless. Um, my guy Jerry Clark, legendary shout out to Jerry, Jerry. Shout out to 
Jerry Clark. Love Legendary Jerry. Legendary Jerry, man. That's somebody like, again, like, just put me in the room. When he had a podcast, so-and-so's pulling up, bringing his shit. And at the end of the show, that that grew me to comfort. But he was introducing me to people like the DOC and Manny Fresh and the Dream and Block. And, and, and legends in my life that I never would, and it wasn't like a crouch, it was a setting like this where it wasn't a line of people so I can be who I am and they can, and I can have my whole little new face spill. Mm. And that, again, is priceless. Um, and then my guy Junior Mack, an artist that I work with, a great friend of mine in New Orleans, came down here um, during Katrina. Uh, we bonded at a, at a job. We worked at Hard Rock together and just seeing him uh, staying with his passion, and we're going to just see it through. Like, somebody to believe in me. Um, I got Biddy, another guy that, you know, if I said I was doing something, um, he believed in me. And like Biddy I, was one of the first people to put me on in the city, introduced me to the city. Shout out to Biddy. Yeah, man. So and that, That's Cloud just nine. priceless. Talk about it. I got DVDs with that shit on yep. there. So that's somebody that, you know, I, I'm going through this. And, and these are all people that not just on the surface, like, Internet, no, these is people like I can call and they'll answer the phone like that, like that, that type shit. Like, and I needed that. And lastly, Carlos from 85 South Show, always not hesitant to bring in my name. This episode was 85 that he shout me out that I ain't even in there. Mm. New Face was there with this. Oh, let's ask New Face. Like the relationships that I have, that shit is priceless. So those are the people you know in God. Amen. Um, so I only got two more questions. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about the current state of hip hop? And if you could change something, what would you change? Um, I'll go with what I can change. I would um, bring back another like self destruction type song. Love it. You know, bring something like that because again, balance. I see too much drug usage, killing, twerking, titties, scamming. I see. I just want balance. You know, if I could say balance, because it's not that I'm opposed to that, but. Who's doing this? Mm -hmm. If you're doing that, and I can be in the club, but what you driving to when you going home? Like, you can't be doing that driving right. home, washing clothes. Like, when I, you know, we raised cleaning the house to Anita Baker. So that's what I would change. And, and the current state of hip-hop is, I look at it like a tree. It's going to be ever-evolving and growing. Um, and it's not my place to say what I don't like, but let's add water to it. And what you want be the change you want to see in it. So I'm, I'm going to celebrate these people while they're here. That's my place in it, but I'm going to give value and shine light on the positive stuff that I like. I'll never talk down on somebody's musical preference, or I won't convert you to what I like, but there's this. This is what I'm on. Yeah. Check it out. That's it. All right, so we are on the God Show, so I have to ask you this. Do you consider yourself a GOAT or underdog? Underdog. Why? Because what I'm doing, I, I see the value in it. And when I, even when I didn't see it at first, and others people seen it, and, and, and now the, the phone calls and the people that ask ask me to do stuff, these are people that I looked up to. But I, I still, I'm always look to myself to an underdog because when I go home, I'm just daddy. Mm. Mm. I love that. <laughs> but daddy. I'm gonna just say you the goat of this memorabilia shit. Uh, you are Thank the you. Fat Fry Freddy of our generation, so you are a goat, and we celebrate you and we Thank appreciate you. you being on the show. Let the people know where they can find you. Drop all your Instagrams, your website if you have one. Um, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you both. Um, sure. It's an honor to be on this show. Um, and, and I can't wait to even check it out to just like watch what I. Oh, we gonna, the clip's notes. gonna be good. You're gonna have, them, you're gonna have, them, you're gonna have moments where they're gonna <laughs> be like, you're a star. But um, <laughs> you can check me out on Instagram um, at Newface. 
Um, my brand's page on Instagram, again, is Nostalgia2020. That's my brand, Nostalgia. I have a museum exhibit that I do monthly. We do pop-ups, you know what I'm saying, where I display my memorabilia. And we have artists, black-owned artists that submit the art to sell. Um, my YouTube page, um, new content is definitely on the way because we're building a documentary. Um, so that's I am New Face on YouTube. And that's new with an N-U, not N-E-W. And I did that because um, FUBU. Um, and New Face stands for Now Under Fashion, All Can Excel, and New Face Unites Fashion, Art, Culture, Entertainment. Mm -hmm. So those are, you know, and then just had, look up, go on, new, on Instagram and just look up hashtag New Face. Follow, follow this, brother. I'm telling y'all, like, it's, 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 it's incredible. Like, it's like what hip-hop needs right now is New Face energy. And it's I'm IG. a father first, so the hashtag daddy daughter life, you'll see that where I just display fatherhoods with daddies and their daughters. Daughters, that was fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Your page is like a hip hop time capsule. So I look at it like sharing. a channel because some people be like, I, I wish like, more you people post did too that. Much. You got so much to post, but when you catch it, you catch it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just look at it when you turn on the channel because everybody say that. I wake up, your post be the first yeah. one, and I'll be like, so I'm putting shit out there. So thank you for taking the time out to sit down with us. Let's everybody in the room give it up for New Face. Let's all clap for New Face. This is The God Show, and we are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.